This is episode 157 of the Landscape Photography Show, and before we get into today's podcast, I want to tell you about a really special offer that you need to take advantage of if you've ever thought about starting your own landscape photography business, even if you've just kicked around the idea, didn't know how people did it, and you were just curious. Right now, I have a free training, completely free 30-minute training that's going to go over the exact 30-day steps that I use to start my landscape photography business and have been doing so for 12 years. This is a 30-day process that can take you from a five to six-figure landscape photography business. If you wanna get access to that exclusive free training, right now you need to go to landscapephotographyuniversity.com slash 30 sale slash three zero sale. That's going to take you to the free training that's going to take you from start to finish on how you can start your own landscape photography business and how the pros do it. Again, that's landscapephotographyuniversity.com slash three zero sale. Let's get into today's episode with Michael Rung, where last week we talked about how Michael started in photography and what led him down that road. A really good discussion. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and check that out. In today's episode, we're talking about the business side and how Michael started his own business in landscape photography and that ball got rolling. What's interesting is usually you prep for years and maybe have this plan in mind. Other times, life kind of has its own ideas and it's thrust you into this whirlwind experience. That's kind of Michael's journey through landscape photography and into the business side. So let's go ahead and listen to what Michael has to say about that. I want to rewind the clock to February 2022 um, when you went full time with photography Take us back first. Uh, let's try to do this chronologically if we can. Take <laughs> us back first to what drove that decision. Um, it had been something I had been wanting to do for, well, it had been something I had in the back of my mind for probably a couple of years at that point. It was not something I had planned on doing that soon. Uh, in my mind, it was give me two or three more years to you know, try to build an audience, get my name out there a little bit more, um, you know, get some more workshop experience, webinar experience, you know, whatever, get, get more experience under my belt and, uh, and focus on building up the business on the side while I still had the, you know, the regular biweekly paycheck coming in. Um, unfortunately, you know, I, I had alluded to in 2019, we went through a huge corporate restructure at, at the company I was working for. And the role I was in was eliminated, um, which was obviously a huge shock. And you know, on top of that, about 15% of the office was laid off. So you know, suddenly you're seeing or not seeing faces that you used to see day in and day out and interacting with, you know, in the blink of an eye were gone. Um, so just the the emotional shock of all of that. And then fortunately they they you know saw the value in keeping me on on with the company and they offered me a position totally different department, totally different role. And, um, you know, very vaguely defined <laughs> when it was presented to me, like no job description or anything like that, but I was given just kind of a vague outline of what it would be. And I decided to accept it. And, um, 
you know, in hindsight, given that shortly after that, the pandemic rolled in and, and uh, you know, really March of 2020, uh, was thankful to have the stability of the job. But the reality of it was the role I got moved into in 2019 was A, not at all what I expected and B, um, not something I was particularly passionate about as I was with the role I'd been doing for uh, seven or eight years before that and see it had an absolutely horrific work-life balance and stress load compared to uh, what I had been doing for nearly the prior decade. So there was a lot of factors feeding into it. I had mentioned you know, in 2019, early 2020, I had actually flown out to Denver for what I thought was the, uh, the, the seal the deal interview with a company. And uh, at the 11th hour, they kind of pulled the rug out, rug out from under me and went a different direction. But at the same time, that was right as you know, word of this thing in China going on with the pandemic was bubbling in. So in hindsight, it all worked out. Uh, yeah, I decided at that point with the pandemic to just kind of stand, stand pat, so to speak, or stick with the status quo. I, I knew for the most part, my job should be pretty secure, although the company, there was a lot of uncertainty with, with the pandemic and you know, all the shutdowns that were going on in that. But I felt it was better to stick it out there than go into a, a different company and run into a first in, first out, or last in, first out scenario, which is quite likely what would have happened if I'd gotten the job in Denver. I, I have a very strong feeling that I probably would have been laid off uh, within a few months just because that company was completely shut down as a result of the pandemic uh, in terms mm-hmm. of their revenue streams. So again, it's all worked out, but I also spent the better part of nearly two years um, extremely stressed out and working crazy hours and being on call 24 uh, seven to a point that it was definitely impacting my mental health. It was probably impacting my physical health and um, things came to a head late in 2021 um, and I'm hesitant to go into all the details. I wasn't fired, but basically, uh, it was a quit or be fired scenario with no explanation given as to why I would be fired kind of thing. So there's a lot more to it than that, but, um, it just became a situation where, you know, a, I was basically forced into it, but B, I, it was sooner than I wanted, but I was not necessarily unhappy to be forced out in that manner because it just, it wasn't the same company by that point. We had new leadership come in. The culture had done a complete 180. Yeah, I'd been with the company for 27 years. And at this point, you know, people with more than a few years of tenure aren't really left at the company anymore. It's been a complete just exodus, uh, either through you know layoffs or situations like mine or people quitting just to get out. So it just wasn't a good situation all around. So um, I would say from a business standpoint, I was far from ready, but from a life standpoint, um, it you know, kind of came about as it needed to. What was the emotional standpoint of that transitioning out of that uh, phase and into full-time landscape photography? Uh, not great. I mean, there was certainly, you know, an underlying vein of, of excitement, but especially the last six months at the job and, and coupled with the way things came to a close with the job, you know, certainly not how I ever envisioned, uh, leaving that organization. Um, 
I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, there's a lot of bitterness. There's, you know, angst and anxiety and, you know, sadness over, you know, leaving the company I'd been with, uh, since I was 16, basically. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, and I, and I told myself, take a few weeks, just relax and recharge. Um, and I, I, I did, but probably I should have at least been somewhat planning also, because I found myself very much behind, behind the eight ball, so to speak. Um, where instead of having, you know, in my mind, if the time ever came to make the transition to full-time photography, I would have a, you know, a roadmap planned out and I'm going to have these things in place and I'm going to be doing these things and so on and so forth. And, um, I just, you know, in that regard, I wasn't ready. Um, fortunately for many reasons with the company and uncertainty over the company's future, even before the pandemic and everything, I had been setting aside a bit of a safety net as it was. So, you know, I, I had that to rely upon. Um, and, you know, I was picking up some commercial work from a photography standpoint, which was, uh, you know, certainly welcome. I mentioned that uh, I picked up a part-time job. That was last fall um, that I picked up that just to give kind of a uh, a more reliable stream of income coming in while I, while I work on this. But, um, you know, honestly, I, I really feel like from the last two, three years of my corporate life that I was and probably still am to an extent uh, dealing with some PTSD. And I'm not the only one that has said that. <laughs> I know I've got a friend that uh, also left the company and uh, they've said the same thing, like just going by certain places or, you know, thinking about things too much and, you know, it all comes bubbling back. So it's it's been a weird 14 months or so. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry you went through that. That's not easy to go through, you know, stressful situation like that. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't fun. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like the main emotion that's left still is just the disappointment. Like mm -hmm. disappointment to see the company that I loved working for for so long change so drastically and, you know, so many people that I respected and and valued as coworkers or friends or, you know, what have you, um, you know, losing those connections. That That's actually one big thing that I don't know. Part of it surprised me. Part of it, I guess, was expected. But, you know, those people that you interact with at work day in and day out, and maybe you don't hang out with them outside of work or whatever necessarily, but, you know, you're the, like a school friend, you're a work friend. Um, you know, I had a, a handful of people that, you know, you reach out to and, oh, let's get together for lunch or, you know, grab, you know, grab some drinks or whatever. And, uh, there's just no follow through. <laughs> so it kind of makes you realize too, how, um, how potentially shallow some of those, uh, corporate relationships can be. So yeah, there's just a lot of, yeah, it, it was definitely the first six months, especially very much a roller coaster of feelings and emotions. But again, still underlying it all was that excitement of like, holy crap, like I may not be fully ready, but here I am, I'm doing it. And then, you know, sitting down and going, what the hell do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> well, what, why don't you put it into steps? What did you do? Um, well, I mean, honestly, my, my, my loose goal was I'm going to double down on the YouTube channel and, you know, continue to grow the audience there and grow the little bit of revenue to, you know, just a little bit more revenue. And, um, I knew, you know, one of my biggest opportunities from from a career standpoint in photography is I don't have a ton of experience with getting to, you know, all the 
kind of quote unquote destination locations um, where, mm-hmm. you know, you might lead a workshop or, you know, what have you. I've, I've still not led a workshop in the field. That's something I really want to do. I've got a lot of history in training and development and coaching and everything. And, and I feel, you know, hopefully anybody that's watched my YouTube channel recognizes that I've got some level of ability in that teaching, uh, teaching arena, but I don't have a ton of the um, outdoor experience. So I knew I needed to get out and get to locations and, you know, hone in on my scouting skills. And, you know, I don't like planning too much, but obviously I'm going to lead a workshop. I got to do planning ahead of time for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, other life scenarios came up uh, later last year that um, precluded um, me from doing that as much as I wanted to. I had to cancel a couple trips, but, you know, I was getting my feet wet. And, you know, probably one of the biggest benefits that's come out of it is, that local park I was talking about earlier. Like I know that place inside and out um, more than I ever have simply because I can, if I want to go there three times a week, I can go there three times a week. Uh, You know, this past fall is a great example of that. We ended up having just an absolutely mind blowing fall color season here in Texas, which usually doesn't happen. And I was able to get out as much as I wanted, basically weather permitting. So um, just taking that advantage of, getting in the field and working on seeing and, and also while I'm doing in the back of my mind is, you know, how do I communicate this? How do I share this with others and so on and so forth? So um, I know that sounds like a pretty horrible plan because it, you know, it's not great, but yeah. And there were other pieces, you know, focusing on growing the audience through social media and building a newsletter audience. And, you know, so I'm not relying on social media so much given the fickleness of those algorithms these days and everything. Um you know, working on building up my blog. Uh, uh, what am I calling my my list of blog posts that I'm putting out and the frequency I'm putting out to, uh, you know, just have another avenue of getting people uh, kind of into my my bubble of awareness, so to speak. But that's the kind of stuff. Again, I say like this was not the the way I envisioned going into <laughs> full time photography and just kind of like, oh, let's wing it now. Um, so yeah, it's still a work in progress, but uh, it's uh, it's been a huge learning experience, that's for sure. Hey, I just want to pause real quick and tell you about a free training that you can get access to right now if you've ever thought about starting your own landscape photography business or wondered how people make money, find clients, any of that stuff surrounding that topic. Right now, you can go to landscapephotographyuniversity.com slash 30 sale. That's slash three zero sale. And it's going to take you directly to a free training that'll take you from start to finish on the 30 step process to take you from a five to six figure landscape photography business in just 30 days. Again, go to landscapephotographyuniversity.com slash 30 sale. That's life though. You know, yeah. it's, it's never, it's kind of never as, as you expected. Um, it's funny. I was watching a documentary um, yesterday, the uh, Jonah Hill documentary that he did was his therapist on mm. Netflix. And I've they were really talking good. about it's what I've heard. That's really good. It is. It, it was fascinating. And one of the things <clears throat> they were talking about is like, looking at life and those experiences as not having a weighted value on them, but you're Mm -hmm. just kind of like moving forward. He called it the string of pearls, uh, reference where, you know, we're just, we're going through life and we, we accomplish something 
and that's just another pearl on the string of pearls. And then the next thing he said, but every pearl, he he would draw a little dot inside the pearl and he would say, this is a turd in the pearl. <laughs> and every experience isn't perfect. You know, it all has a turd attached to it. This scenario that you didn't expect that makes it imperfect. Uh, but the overall accomplishment is just adding that pearl to the string of pearls as you move through your day-to-day life, you know, week to week, month to month. Um, and I thought that was a really fascinating way to look at it and, and kind of, it brought it back up to my mind as you were talking about, you know, you'd always had this intention and this desire and you did it, which is incredible, but it just wasn't like, as sturdy or as the way that you intended it to be, which is okay. That's like the little turd in the string of pearls. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Cause I mean, by nature, I'm, I'm fairly conservative in terms of risk taking and things like that. So, um, you know, this is definitely in many regards pushed me out of my comfort zone because, uh, yeah, it, it's certainly a risk to leave your corporate career behind and, and say, I'm going to do this thing, even though I'm not fully prepared for it and, and everything. But but again, like given what I went through, I also wasn't in a place where I had any desire to go work for another big company or anything. Um, I was just very burned out on the whole thing. So, yeah, and and the realist in me says, yeah, this may not work out. I may have to go land a, a full-time job somewhere again and, and get back into that world. But I think at this point, you know, 14 months on, I still don't want to, but I'm certainly in a much better mental place that I could if I had to, whereas, man, I don't even think I could interview for a job back in, you know, January or February of 2022. I would have just probably complained <laughs> about everything. So, you know, again, it's, I'm, I'm not one to, you know, oh, the universe, you know, knows what it's doing or whatever, but it's, it's all, it'll all work out. Like it's, it is what it is and I'll figure it out. I say that a lot. I'll figure it out. When you look at it now, what what would you try to do differently in terms of somebody going into it themselves or taking that leap of faith themselves? Uh, well, like I said, I mean, first of all, I, I should have, I had about two months at the job where basically I knew things were going to be winding down one way or another. And then, you know, like I said, finally, it was just kind of forced upon me, but, um, I, I should have been taking that time to start building out, you know, the business plan and roadmap and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I think where I'm at mentally now though, is I'm able to look back at that and give myself a little bit of grace because of what I was going through. Sure. Yeah. At, at the time it was kind of like, I know what I should be doing. Why am I not doing it? holy crap, I'm, you know, I'm not going to have a a steady paycheck in, you know, four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, one week. Oh my God, it's the last one. Yeah. But, you know, I was also under unbelievable stress and, you know, again, all the mental stuff that, that I was talking about a few moments ago. And in the midst of all that, um, you know, we haven't touched on that, but part of my frustration with the way things ended with the job too is, you know, it was kind of presented to me like, oh, well, you've been seeming a little off right now. Well, they were also where I was going through some health issues at the time. Um, you know, I've got Crohn's disease and I didn't know it, but I ended up seeing a new doctor. Uh, my, my 
one that I've been going to for years retired and in doing the initial, you know, as doctors do, let's do all the tests and blah, blah, blah. turns out I was not in remission. Um, I thought I was feeling fine, but apparently men of my age, the number one symptom of Crohn's disease is fatigue. I thought I was just Hmm. stressed and worn out. Um, So, you know, again, looking back on it and knowing what I was going through or recognizing what I was going through, um, you know, being able to take that step outside of my own mind a little bit at this point. Um, I think, like I said, I'm, I'm much, much more able to give myself that, that place of forgiveness, grace, whatever you want to call it. Whereas in the moment I did a lot of beating myself up too, and then feeling guilty mm-hmm. and then, you know, kind of spiraling and this and that. And and part of that was the health stuff too. Um, you know, late last year I got into, um, it was a, about the last <clears throat> two and a half, three months of the year where the fatigue was just like nothing I'd ever experienced, um, in my life really. And for the most part, I could get up and do things, but you know, f- for the fall colors, I'd go out to the park for fall colors and hike around for you know three, four hours and I would get home and I would just be useless. I'd be on the sofa and you know, feel like I could barely keep myself upright. So it's been a work in progress in many regards. And fortunately the health stuff is, um, seemingly getting back on track, you know, some stumbles here and there, but, um, you know, the last, uh, two, three months have been way better and, and that's just helping, you know, motivation and energy and positivity and the whole thing too. So, I mean, there's, there's so much intertwined in it. And as we've both said a couple times here, like that's life, everybody's got their challenges and their struggles. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm getting through it and I can see the the light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train coming for me, thankfully. So (laughs) (laughs) what, well, so we covered that. What about now until, you know, let's just look down the tunnel in the opposite direction. Uh, what's coming up for you? What do you have planned, uh, that people need to be aware of? Sure. So I'm hoping to put together a, uh, I want to, I want to start offering some local fall workshops and in the DFW area, I don't really know that there's a whole lot of demand because it's just, yeah, obviously it's not a photography hotspot. You never see a workshop for, Hey, come to come to North Texas and, you know, shoot nature, but there might be people in the community that, that are looking to learn. And so I want to offer, um, at least some one-on-ones or, you know, small groups of two to three people, uh, put something out there and, and at least have it offered for the local park. And then I need to, start looking into logistics and, and everything. Uh, but I'm hoping to offer a, uh, again, one-on-one or small group workshop in the, uh, that Southeast, lo- uh, Southeast Oklahoma location. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's a, it's a great spot cause you've, it's relatively accessible, but there's just, you've got everything from kind of the, the wider, uh, beautiful views to just small details all over the place. So it's a great opportunity to help people learn how to, you know, see those details around them in addition to the bigger things. Um, so those are things I need to get going uh, quickly here because somehow it's already mid-April. I don't know how. <laughs> um, I'm loosely toying with the idea of doing a second portfolio. Um, part of me is, uh, no, it's, it's kind of 50-50 right now. I, I knew that going into this, the first portfolio of prints that I did last year, um, I wanted to do it, but I also knew I've never done it before. Again, I don't have mm-hmm. a huge audience. So I expected it to be a slow burn and it certainly has been a little bit slower than I thought it would be, but uh, that's fine. It's not, you know, I didn't do a calendar intentionally because I didn't want to have a bunch of calendars at a 
expiration date on them. Um, so I'm toying with the idea of doing a volume two of Look for the Light and uh, including uh, some of my more recent photos. I just got back from another trip to Utah uh, just a couple of weeks ago and uh, feel like I've got some some pretty good stuff in there too. So uh, looking towards that um, with the with the health challenges I've had and the corresponding uh, kind of mental struggles and crisis of confidence that I've had at times, I've totally neglected the YouTube channel. Um, I actually just put a video out yesterday uh, on a channel update, kind of like, here's, here's where I've been, here's what's going on, here's what my plans are for the channel going forward, which is something I swore I would never do when I got into YouTube, but um, felt given the uh, the extended break, it was probably uh, worthwhile doing. And I've gotten pretty good response to that, but you know, today I recorded another video. So you know, I went six months and now I'll have two videos out in the span of a few days and I've got more planned out already and queued up, ready to go um, in terms of getting them recorded and that. So just getting back on track with a lot of the things that, um, you know, frankly, the um, the fatigue issue, like I said, until about six, eight weeks ago, um, it was really impacting my ability to do a lot of the day to day. And I, to a point where I was even not sure I was going to do the spring trip to Utah, but thankfully, hmm. um, you know, getting, getting assurance to finally approve the medication increase uh, was a wonderful thing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always good. Yeah. Now, now I wake up at like three 30 in the morning feeling like I could climb a mountain half the time. So it's been a total 180. <laughs> well, Michael, I just want to, where, where can people go to find more out about you and, uh, subscribe to you? So of course I'm on social media, but as I said, um, the fickleness of social media these days, I'm, I'm definitely advocating anybody to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter and follow me along there because you're not reliant upon an algorithm deciding whether you're going to actually see my updates or not. Um, so I've got a newsletter page you can go to and sign up and uh, hook up with me there. My YouTube channel is just Michael Wrong Photography. Subscribe to that. Um, most of my videos are centered around Lightroom tutorials, but I'm also doing um, some more videos around the creative process. Uh, it's a series I called Making the Image where I talk more about kind of what I saw in the field and then how I approach it from an editing standpoint, not, not step-by-step step and like, oh, here's what I did in Lightroom and everything. It's meant to be platform agnostic from a processing standpoint, but talking through what was my mind, my, my thought process for dodging here or burning there, or, you know, tweaking colors here and, and, and that stuff. So uh, you can certainly follow along with me there, but um, otherwise ping me on social media, whatever. I'm always happy to chat, answer questions, what have you. Uh, I love doing that stuff. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for joining us, talking photography and, and your journey and sharing your information too. Yep. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I hope you got a lot out of that episode with Michael. I know I did, and I really enjoyed our discussion. Um, I, I think Michael has done a great job with his photography, especially going through the challenges of when you're not exactly 100% ready. I like to tell people always start before you feel ready. You're always going to like critique and perfect certain things and think that you have to get all of this right before you actually begin. When really a lot of the most successful people you talk to are like, well, I just like started and kind of figured it out along the way. I think that's a lot of how it's done. 
Um, but there are steps you can take when you're doing that. So what I want to direct you to is a free training right now, landscapephotographyuniversity.com slash 30 sale, 30 sale is going to take you to a free training on how you can start your own landscape photography business in a 30 day window, a five to six figure landscape photography business. And that's going to show you everything step by step on how to do this from finding clients to the taxes and insurance information and how you can actually do this for under a hundred dollars. That's pretty cool, right? So right now go to landscapephotographyuniversity.com slash 30 sale and get access to that free training.